Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What's up, ho? What up, ho? <laughs> Welcome to your motherfucking podcast. Hey, everybody. This is Bees and Bunner. Hey. I'm Nikki. <laughs> and I'm Woom. And we are two best friends with businesses and wine and lots of opinions. Our podcast was formerly known as Wine O'Clock. We have shifted the format to join you bi-weekly to still talk about the same stuff we talked about on there, but also to focus on our entrepreneurship journeys. I am a full-time entrepreneur. My business is Zen in a Jar. And Wumi is a full-time entrepreneur and a full-time employee. So we've got two perspectives and we will check in on how that shit is going bi-weekly and also talk about whatever else is going on out here. Thank you for joining us. Wumi, you want to talk about Beats by Wu and how it was born? Sure. (laughs) Cheers. All right. So um, I am, this is Wombs and I am the owner of Beats by Wu and Mm. this is a business of body jewelry um and it started because i went to my parents homeland in west africa and look at me i'm four okay look at me <laughs> and i saw waist beads for sale so i'm like oh i want some but you know i've always been a thickums so uh the waist beads that they have for sale did not fit my body and I said, okay, that's fine. When I get home, I'm going to make some for myself. And so I did. And I made some for myself. And then my friends wanted some. So I made some for them. And um, they started telling other people about them. So I found myself just making them until uh, one day, my, my friends actually just said, can you stop playing and make this a legitimate business? Yeah. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so I make waist beads, I make bracelets, I make body beads, anklets, I got hair accessories, you know, I'm just I'm just out here with the, the trials and tribulations of starting a business. Yes. Well, um, welcome to our fraternal order of entrepreneurship. What's your business? Um, my business is called Zen in a Jar. And uh, my tagline is affordable luxury for the mind, body, and space. Um, in short, my business started off as holiday season gifts and evolved into a way for me to um, pay my tuition for my academic program 
And then once I was done, I really enjoyed it so much. I just stuck with it. Um, I recently left 19 years of federal government service to do this full time. And it has been um, exhilarating, but also an occasional shit show. So um, here we are. Oh, no, I didn't say what the shit was, did I? Okay. <laughs> Zen in a jar. <laughs> Zen in a jar is um, basically home and body care. And my focus is on the power of aromatherapy and fragrance to impact our energy and our moods and things like, like that. So I have studied the art of aromatherapy and... Um, my signature is the infusion of honey into most of my products. It's a natural um, antimicrobial agent and a moisturizer. And everything with honey is it, in it is like really sexy. Oh, so I've okay. got, right? Or did I just make that? I feel that way. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, I, I support myself in that statement. <laughs> so I make um, whipped shea butter. I'm really, really good at that. And um, I started off with sugar scrubs, soy candles, room and linen sprays, soaps. Well, I only do one kind of soap, honey soap. And uh, what else? Oh, body honey, moisturizers, and venturing into perfumes and just all kinds of shit. Things that smell good. I'm interested in providing an entire experience around um, various aromas. So that's basically it. Right? Did I leave anything out? Um, you're just the butter bitch. The boss butter hoe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, you know, that's an overview of what we do as far as our entrepreneurial efforts. And every, every other week or every episode, we'll talk about um, different challenges and, and the things that we experience. So, um this week what are some challenges you experienced and if you if you did experience any like how did you handle them um i did um i have a this was a a shipping issue so um i had a customer it's a repeat customer and she was like hey um i'm you know leaving for vacation in a couple days can I get my, do you know when I should expect my bees? And so, you know, I look her up and I see that she placed an order in April. And I'm like, I know I got this out. Um, but I know I shipped it out because of the, the colors. I remember her color scheme, right? Uh -huh. And um, I cannot find her shipping information. So I can I couldn't even check with the post office to say, oh yes, here's your here's your shipping details, or you know it should be there by this day, or you should have gotten it on this day. Um, so I basically failed her by not keeping my lists organized. Uh -huh. So I let her know that. Um, she would not have her order by the time it left. I refunded her, and I um, I will be sending her 
the product again. Um, and I'm not sure that that's the right way to handle it. It's the way I did, but it, it gave me some heartburn. Uh, um, because, you know, I feel like when you pay for a product, you should get what you requested. And it sh you should get it in a timely manner. But I know that I faulted mainly by not keeping my things in order. So I don't want that to be her issue. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Um, so when you ship, what, can you tell us a little bit about your shipping process? I'm in the middle of revamping mine, so I'm just interested in what other people are doing. Um, well, you know, I'm on a, a, sm a much smaller scale than you are as far as shipping is concerned. And we're, we're dealing with different weights. You know, my my packaging is smaller and lighter. But... Mm -hmm. Me. Oh, here you go. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> my shit's not complicated. <laughs> uh, it shouldn't be. Um, so I I put my packaging in. I send my my packages out in bubble mailers. Um, and so that keeps the price of shipping a little bit low. But I always add insurance. So based on whatever they've ordered. I add that insurance to the package and I normally send it priority. Uh-huh. Um, I'm thinking about adding a signature to my shipping just to make sure that everybody gets their package. Um, but that also increases the price of the price of shipping. And as a customer myself, I don't like paying for shipping <laughs> well i don't know i don't know what you motherfuckers expect us to do you want me to i don't is there a helicopter a drone a ferry that would send these products for free because you're not alone in that yeah i mean i i i like to let's say with amazon right that shop on amazon all the time okay um and one of the perks of amazon is that most of the shipping is free and so if, if I'm looking at an item and it has shipping on it, I'm like, mm, I probably don't need you. <laughs> and I know, wow. I know it's ridiculous. Yeah. But also, I don't want to pay for shipping. So anyway, obviously people are paying for shipping already. They know that it has to come to them. Uh-huh. But I also don't want it to be a number that makes people uncomfortable. Okay. Go ahead and speak. All right. Okay. So I see what you're saying. And I um do do you do you offer it in your do you do you put the pricing for your shipping into your your price of your product? No. That's something to consider. Maybe raise okay. your price and then they just look like it looks like it's no shipping costs. Um I don't know, but for me I feel like I'm just on the other side of it. I am extremely, extremely biased. That's why I'm always showing y'all motherfuckers how much the shipping receipts are. Because, you know, sometimes people will get on me and they're like, well, how come shipping so expensive? I'm not trying to pay the shipping. So you want me to ship a box of glass to California? For free? <laughs> How's it going to get there? <laughs> maybe, someone, maybe someone's going to walk in. I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah, I can't walk it to you. I don't I don't understand that. 
So um, I recently shifted my shipping because mine has been a shit show. It's been a complete shit show. Like, I know you heard, but so wait, did, you, did I tell you that my last shipping ship was $3,000? No. U.S. dollars. Yeah. US dollars. Like, was, wow. uh, it, whatever 2172 plus 910 is. That was the last release that I shipped. It was um, the two honey bottles and the two big plastic ones or whatever. That shit was crazy. And that was supposed to be my cheaper one because I went to plastic from the glass, which required less wrapping materials and is, is lighter, a lighter package, but it didn't How work out. How many bottles like did you ship? Um, 450, I think, hmm. two per box. Um, but it wasn't really a significant volume increase from, from what I was usually doing. I don't know. It was crazy. But what I have done now is because before being transparent about this journey, actually, I guess we'll be talking about this entrepreneurship for shit for a while. When I first started, I made up my shipping price because what I'm realizing is like, I treated some of this stuff like a hobby and a nice to have while I had a day job. So I was like, "Mm, what's a fun shipping price? And so <laughs> when I set it up on Squarespace, I was like, mm, shipping is $10 and we'll do like a dollar for every additional thing. Girl. <laughs> so I did that for a few years. And now that this is how I feed myself and my family, <laughs> I have changed the cost of shipping. Um, and uh, it's now fourteen thirty-five because the customer will just take on the cost of the shipping. So if you have any issues with why it's $14 and all of that, just, you can Google it. It's priority mail, it's a standard, and you get it in two to three days. Um, I can no longer go the UPS route. Shout out to them for supporting me over the past couple of years, but there's so many complications. It's such a headache to transport all the boxes from my shop to national harbor and all that it's just not worth the stress anymore especially as volume increases so the release that i did the other night it's going to ship usps and the post office is actually going to come and get those boxes so shout out to me for some change Um, but let's see how it goes i'm not 100 percent confident because i just don't i don't understand this piece of it enough but i have to go through these kinds of challenges um in order to figure out what not to do next time. Every time I fuck up something, I try to look at it like, okay, well, now we know we can't do this for the next release. <laughs> um, all right, so is that it for your challenge for the week? Yeah, that's been, that's been my challenge for the week. Uh, can I ask you a question no. before I get into my challenge? What? <laughs> What's your question? <laughs> Look, I feel like the further I look into the camera, I'm going to catch some eye contact. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. Like, Let me I'm look like, at you. Let me look at you, girl. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was with that. Um, but no, how do you feel and how would you manage like scaling up your inventory and stuff? Sometimes I see some opportunities that would be really good for you to like attach your brand to. But are, do you feel like you're in a position to to scale up inventory? Like, let's say I wanted to have your stuff on the shelves in my shop. Would you be able to, to handle that kind of volume um, right now? Or would you have to look into delegating? Um, honestly, I would have to, I would start small with maybe 
um, five to ten items mm -hmm. and see how those sold. And then I could have an I would have a better idea of how to restock. Mm -hmm. But I'm not at all. I'm actually very much for that. Um, I just would have to make the time to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Good. I'm into it because I, I want to have your stuff on the shelves. What I'm going to do at the shop is, everybody, sorry. Um, I'm, opening, <laughs> I'm opening a retail space in Forestville, Maryland, officially on Saturdays, um, starting June 15th. So one of my goals is to pay forward the the kindness and the opportunities afforded to me when I was getting started before I was in a position to have my own space and stuff. Um, so I'll be featuring brands that are some of my favorite things. Like I'm always wearing, like I have on Wumi's beads now. I will show you guys, but I'm naked under the robe. But I, have, <laughs> I have on beads. I Thank you for taking the beads on your vacation, girl. <laughs> yes, bitch, I've been wearing my waist beads in my head and shit. Like, oh my God. Everywhere. Do it. Do it. <laughs> but yeah, I love your beads. I love Simone Rose facial care. I love her apothecary's whip soap. Like, she's got this fucking, I gave you one, right? Yes, and I love it. The whip it. soap, and it's like crunchy, and it smells good, and she's got some color shit on the top of it. I was like, all right, well, we're going to sell this. So she's coming up with like a, a unique scent for uh, Zen in a Jar. Hey. So that'll be there. Um, Toya's clothes will be there. So yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna have all of these items on the shelves um, with minimal fees, if any. And I'm also going to have other people pop up and stuff to take advantage of the space and the audience. Um, in terms of my challenges, I had a couple of challenges this week. One of them was going on vacation. Um, I struggle with feeling like I'm the only person that can do shit right in my shop. Even and, with all this help um, that you have now? Huh? I said even with all this help that you have now? Oh, no, that's what I was going to speak to. Okay. is how um, I really had to kind of let go of my issues with delegation because I have very aggressive support now. Um, and by aggressive, I mean, um, I could be hurt by it <laughs> if I allowed myself to be because they basically, they, they, they keep me in check. And you know what? It's like, it, it took a while to get the right fit and that's been a learning experience, but what I realize I need is people that take take time to to watch me and my patterns and see my areas of improvement um, and, and help me get out of my own way. Following my lead is not going to get us anywhere because I don't always know what the fuck I'm doing, you know? Okay. Um, so Gloria and Aaron, uh, they will say shit to me like, uh, <laughs> like if they're working on something, <laughs> like, like shrink wrap and soap or some shit. And I jump in and I start helping because it's, it's too much soap for one person to do by themselves. They always, they pause. I can feel them look at me and they say, is this the best use of your time? Oh. <laughs> it hurts so bad. Like, I've been texting these bitches. I have been texting them. Like, you know how Angel used to text? Well, she probably still texts you pop up regularly. But you know how she would text that long list of, like, things that might happen? and will happen and what to do and all of that. I sent one of those Monday morning and they said, um, girl, bye, um, everything's fine. Please enjoy your vacation. It was dismissive as hell, but it was also comforting because you know what I was also getting? UPS notifications that shit has been shipping like all day. Yeah. Even while I'm in Mexico. So you have the right people. 
yeah, I really, really do. I'm, I'm very grateful for them. I'm taking them to the spa next week just to celebrate, like, thank you for this. Um, because the, the challenge was how do I go on vacation? And if there weren't enough hours in the day to get everything done before I left, how do I do this and make sure people still get their orders while I'm away? Because, you know, my people drag. They jump in the comments. I'm glad you're on vacation, but bitch, where is my shit? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, CC my personal page. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we know the things. We know all the things. <laughs> Someone but, will answer us. But yeah, but the challenge was, was like, how do I delegate? How do I trust? And so I went with it. I believe that I'm surrounded by the right people. And um, it's working out. It's working out great. Like, even now, like, Aaron is texting me updates on, like, what got done today, what needs to be done, what's missing and stuff. It's, it's just, I feel like I'm in a good and comfortable space. I'm almost in a space of not having to be there every day, which feels really good because my, my uh, work can get overwhelming. Um, another challenge I have is um, difficult conversations and feedback. One of the things that Adama is working on with me, Adama is Dream Leap Live, and she is a um, a life coach for small business entrepreneurs, like women, right? Yes. Um, yeah. So when we have our sessions, one of the things that we focus on is like improving our weaknesses. And we learn about blind spots and self-awareness, all that kind of shit too. But improving on weaknesses that we are aware of, um, the homework is aggressive. So one of the things I've had to do is provide difficult feedback um, to people and realizing like, we cannot just personalize shit. It has to be, it has to be business centric and we have to receive feedback as a business and receive it objectively too. Objectively, like don't attach your feelings to it. Like this person is being mean to me. This person wants to hurt my feelings because I feel like if you, I feel like if you, okay. What I've just realized is if you approach something with the facts that are like indisputable, you should have confidence in what you're saying and also confidence that it will be received by the other person because it's rooted in facts. It doesn't always work that way. So now let's have a very real conversation about the, um, the black woman renaissance in business. Are you ready? Do you have your seatbelt on? Go. Okay. So, uh, basically you guys, what we have to do is make sure that before we invest in the bells and whistles, like beautiful templates and jazzy, um, posts and pictures and contracts and just all kinds of things, beautiful, fluffy words and stuff, hashtags, like all of this shit. We have to make sure that we are offering things of substance as business owners. It's very disappointing when you jump into a relationship with a business or even like you see the memes going around now where they're ready to cancel all the mean girls. Like they are exposing these mean girls with these um, women empowerment events. Have you seen that recently? I have. Have you seen it, Sarita? Yeah, the shit is wild. It is getting more aggressive. I saw one today um, from, well, I won't put that business out there, but I saw one. 
And she posted on her business page and she was like, yeah, let's cancel these mean girls to charge you $80 for a vision board party where you bring your own magazines and pay to hear them speak. Pay to hear said mean girls speak. And you get two mimosas. I was like, who are they talking about? Who are we tired of? And for me, it serves as kind of a red flag and a, a warning that people are getting sick of like because you can purchase anything you can purchase followers you can make up testimonials like um i know the first time i had my social media analyzed like a year or two ago they were going on me about having about posting people's text messages about how they felt about products and so the person the expert was like well what you need to do is take the words from the text and then put it in like a template and then uh you know just put it in quotes and for me, it didn't feel genuine. Um, I went back and forth with the person because I was like, okay, but I could just get up and decide to type anything. That, that won't really translate like an actual text message from a customer um, would translate because I'm trying to sell people things that, that smell like something. And you can't tell whether or not you're going to be confident in a fragrance until you see what somebody else thinks about it because you can't smell shit through the internet. I mean, not yet. I don't, I don't know technology, but I don't think we can do that yet. Um, so it's just, it's really easy to fake it. And I think that we really need to stop and think about why we're really here and what we're really here to do, but just trying to get on and doing what other people are doing or doing what looks good, but not having that intrinsic motivation to do whatever it is you're called to do. You, you just, you cannot win. You cannot win in this society. So I would implore everybody myself included. I have to check myself sometimes and say, okay, what is my motivation for doing the following? Um, do I really care about this? Is this something I'm passionate about? And when I sit with myself and I do that, I can center, I, I can remain centered as far as what I'm doing with job. For example, people will come to me and they're always like, you know, hey, you should do uh, butter with glitter and colors and shit in it, right? Because that's like whatever the hot thing is for the summer. And I'll think about it like, okay, I can look into this and see if this is a realistic thing to do. But then I stop because I'm like, this is not my lane. This is not something I really care about. So I can't push it. You know what I'm saying? Have you had any experiences with this? Or is it just me? With what people trying to push stuff on you? No, just people. Or the fluff or what? Yeah, the fluff. Yeah. Um, you, there's a lot of fluff all over the internet. There's a lot of fluff. I don't really participate in it it's not my nature um and i probably not probably i participate not enough (laughs) i need to do more participate (laughs) sure you Um, um, used words real good just now yes i did because i know I knows the English, okay? Um, but no, I know that I need to participate more. So what I post is genuine, is real, because I don't do it often enough. So I wouldn't even have time to do a half of a something or, you know, to pretend on something, if that yeah. makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do see, it's, it's always, uh, it's sad to come across someone's page who has what I believe to be beautiful content. And then I meet the actual person and there's a lie. There's, 
Santa is not real, bitch. Santa's not real. It hurts. Yeah, so, you know, it's out there. And I really feel like all you can do is do your best. That's all you can do. And even with the the events and shit, um, Sarita, you may want to chime in or may not, I don't know. But with the events, as a vendor, I am approached by people I've never heard of all the time with a minimum of $200 for vending fees. Who are you? What are you talking about? Why would you ask me for this much money? Have you sold any tickets? Is anybody coming to this or is this just pretty flyers? Like I've been to a couple things, especially when I was first starting, it would be beautiful, sexy flyers and no one is at this event, but I paid you $200 to be here. I'm not going to make $200 today. <laughs> it's so irritating. It really is. So guys, basically, um, we got to cut this shit out as a community. Does that wrap it up for entrepreneurship corner for you? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Mommy, did you watch Black Mirror yet? I watched the first episode and like half of the second episode. Okay. Maybe. So yes. Can I spoiler? Can I spoiler alert? What are you spoiling it for me or for the people? For you. Oh Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Go ahead. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. They have phoned it in. They Game of Thrones dust this season. Okay. Episode two is my favorite and it's great. I loved it. It made me cry. I felt things. Um you always cry though. That's true. Um, I believe my tears hold value. (laughs) (laughs) But um my apologies. By episode three. I was just like, what happened to my beloved Black Mirror? This is no longer a show for for intellectuals who want to have in-depth discussions about what means what. I mean, I really, I tried. I, we paused. We exited out of episode three. I'm like, we were like, fuck this. Let's start Handmaid's Tale. Mexico said, you cannot watch Handmaid's Tale yet. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it is. Bitch, it's not available on Hulu in Mexico. Ooh. So then we went back to episode three of Black Mirror, the one with Miley Miley Cyrus. Okay, it, it is so. I can't wait till you see it. You're gonna be so mad. You're gonna be so mad. So what did you think about the first episode? The first episode, I couldn't finish it through the end because of the way it was kind of dragging out. Al finished it, but I couldn't. I liked where it was going, and I liked the questions that it raised, but it was killing my anxiety for him to keep, like, cheating with this virtual reality situation and neglecting his poor, sexy wife. And then when, like, the guy, I don't know his name. His name is Handsome LeBron James. I hate you. Handsome LeBron James. This is not the sports report. Is what? This is not the sports report. No, it is not. It's kind of a crossover. Mm. Because um, he, when he showed up at the dinner, I was like, all right, all right. I'm not doing this. I can't do it. So Al finished it. He said it was pretty okay. Um, I like the questions that it raised in terms of is virtual reality, is, is that cheating, um, and that kind of thing. I think it, it shows some value 
there. But as far as the acting, I couldn't connect with it to fin enough to finish the episode. And I wanted to. But I think I'm just really in a space where Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, I was going to say, nothing is good enough for me except Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> nothing. Lord. Nothing. Bitch, I was losing it. I'm, I'm sorry, off topic. I was fucking losing it last night with Stephanie Edwards in that fire with that little girl. Do you remember that? You guys remember that episode? Yes, I think I called you a lunatic. Oh. Well, I was losing it. It was too much suspense. And I, I, I'll take that. I'll accept lunatic. But I was just like, please, I need some clothes. What is going to happen? What is going to happen? Why you said you, you were going to throw your phone in the ocean. In the ocean, bitch. I, was, I could not deal. I couldn't deal. I kept stopping it. That's why I started like um, hitting y'all in the group meeting. I just had to pause it. I was like, I can't. What is about to happen? Because <laughs> 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 I saw her beautiful hands burnt up, and she just she got to the top of the stairs and realized she didn't have her badge. I said, Oh God, please, please! <laughs> I don't want the little girl to die, and I don't want Stephanie to die. I love that Maggie Pierce is um she's really feeling Avery I think they're gonna get together I I, I wanted them to get together <laughs> I feel like that's gonna happen motherfucking, um, okay April Kepner has had a shift bitch too many people died in a hospital in one day and now she's really mad at Jesus she's drinking and having sex she's out of character so that's been fascinating, watching her character turn. But bitch, did Miranda... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I don't Miranda, think that applies to anything that you're about to say. Miranda Bailey checked herself into the hospital and said, I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> what kind of skilled bitch is this? <laughs> Give me a cardio stress test. I'm having a heart attack. And how come, somebody okay, better help me. How come no other hospital knows what to do except for Grace Sloan Memorial? Is that the only place where the good doctors and surgeons are in Seattle, Washington? No other hospital knows what to Girl, do. Girl, it's just like Saved by the Bell, where all of the friends had all of the classes together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like all of the sexy, qualified doctors are at Gray Slow Memorial Hospital and, <laughs> and nowhere else. They're all with the, the, the Hope Avery Awards, Harper Avery Awards. And and every every intern wants to work there because that's it. Yep. In gloomy ass Seattle. I really miss Christina Yang. But anyway, um that's great. So can you guys please tell me, can you give me the recap of what happened at the end of the season? It's on the rundown. Just talk about it. I need to know. I need the to end know. of what season? The season finale that y'all just watched, right? No. Are you kidding? There was no season finale? You and you're like two seasons away and you think we're about to tell you anything? I want to know so bad. Well, just keep <laughs> zooming through the episodes like you have been. Are you insane? Yes, I am. Yeah, definitely.
All right, cool. Um, all right, so Black Mirror, I don't know what the hell's going on. Al's position is um, the writers of the final season of, of Game of Thrones wrote this season of Black Mirror. I just don't understand why there are only three episodes. Let me tell you something, bitch. They thought, they were really feeling themselves. I knew something was wrong when they came out with Bandersnatch last year. Did you watch that? Yes, and I'm very disappointed still. I didn't. I didn't watch it. I, it. I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't know what this is. Where is the I season? I don't want to watch a fucking movie of Black Mirror. No. <laughs> right, and you know what it was. Like, you, you had to choose the the outcomes and stuff. Yeah, and I don't want to do that. I want to I watch. I want to hit play, and I want I the fucking series here. to play. That's it. What, don't ask me to do shit else. If the only other thing I need to do is press that I'm still watching. Thank you very much. And yes. that's after three episodes, bitch. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, this shit, man, I don't know what the hell's going on. Please catch me up on The Shy or The Handmaid's Tale. Did you watch any of The Handmaid's Tale? No, we haven't been able to see it. We got to see it. Oh, you did just say that. You did just say that. Um, I'm, I feel like Handmaid's Tale came back ready to play. Um, ah, I'm so happy. I do think that Awkward Girl, what what is her name? I don't like the way she looks. I'm just going to be honest with you. Are you talking about June? Yes, I don't like how she looks. I don't like how she looks. And there it is. So y'all <laughs> can do with that what you want. Thank you. Um, but she has been... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to tell you this. I was re- I was watching an episode of Celebrity Mean Tweets. I was doing a paper on it at school. Oh boy! And she read one where it said the person's tweet was, "I can't determine whether Elizabeth Moss is attractive or not." Ugh. And she says, "Well, I have something for you." And she gives her the middle finger. And I was like, "Oh, she probably yep. got that whole." We life. still don't have an answer. She's been she's been um strong in her white woman, I'll say that. Um she's she's been exhibiting her white womanness. Mm. Um she has been given white woman treatment. And I don't really know where she's going with these things. I don't really know what she's doing. I don't know if she is an if she's a hero to the other white women or if she's really just trying to save her daughter. I'm not sure where she's going with these things. Oh I cannot fucking. But win. the episodes are really good. They are okay. I feel okay. like I feel like she's starting a war. Oh, she's building an army and she's starting a war. Yeah. Yes. Okay. With those folders, when she came back with those folders, mm-hmm. that's I said, when I was. Okay, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Which my other fall out of my head. I, yeah, I mean, that's not giving anything away, bro. No, no, no. I just can't wait. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Okay. And um, the other what's what's the uh? Oh god. I'm not good with names. The blonde, the blonde one. Who? The wife. Sabrina? Sabrina, yes. Sabrina Sabrina's Joy. not okay. Sabrina Sa- is not okay. Sabrina. Sabrina. Oh, Sabrina. All right, fine. You know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
whatever. I was just trying to get on your nerves. <laughs> She's not okay. Uh-huh. She needs therapy immediately. 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the commanders don't really know what to do with themselves. Um, some of these other handmaids are on June's nerves. Mm. And she made it clear. <laughs> in, a, in a way that, I, that tickled me. Is I, I, I enjoyed it, actually. Um, We've been sent good weather. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about Handmaid's Tale, did you know that Kylie Jenner had a party, a Handmaid's Tale party, theme party, to include the, the red garments, except, you know, because she and her friends are sexy, so there was a cutout in the chest. <laughs> but they had the whole white cover everything thing the bob and the whole big long ass fucking dresses with the ca- red capes and everything that's fun and then um you know how the the men the commanders dress in those you know same ass suits uh-huh her staff had those on but she really had a party for her friends in the theme of handmaid's tale that is so like fun. bitch is it fun or do you understand is this a joke to you bitch do you understand <laughs> That we are well on our way to this bullshit. Yeah, we definitely. And you are. having a party? I'm gonna just stay in Mexico. I was telling Sarita before you jumped on. I don't want to go back. Okay. And I'm gonna stay here, and I'm just gonna stay on the resort because I did see some posts about eight people being found dead in Cancun. I did. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> But this is my bitch. I don't. I live my best white woman life, and I don't leave the resort ever. I'm not There's going. There's no reason. There's no reason. I'm not going. Now, um, let's have a serious conversation about mental health. Are you ready? Oh boy. Is that a yes or no? I mean, I'm I'm willing to hear what you have to say. Okay. All right. So our serious conversation about mental health is regarding the beehive. Um, Things have gotten a little extreme. I am embarrassed. Um, For your sister? They are not, I am not one of those people. Um, They're still your sister. Are you beehive, are you beehive or no? Listen. Mm -mm, This is easy, yes or no? Uh, don't put me on the spot. I, <laughs> I am a fan of Beyonce. I didn't ask you that. I will travel the world to see her. So yes, you are behind. So your sister acted up. No. You want to tell us how? No. I am your brethren, because there's some men in there too. So your brethren I'm acted not... up. Are we going to get into the details about how, or you just want to, what do you want to do? I want to explain myself first. Nope. I am not gonna have, nope. I don't have bumblebees we in my profile. Don't care. We don't you care. To, no, you have to have bees we in your profile. Don't care. You have to have bees in we your profile. We don't care. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> 
I have never, never taken time to troll we anybody over me. Don't <laughs> let me, let me we don't care. We don't care. Okay. <laughs> I hope you're proud of yourself. I am. <laughs> I wanted you to talk about it some more so I could get some more songs. <laughs> I'm not in a hive. I don't put bee, bee, bumblebees in we my profile. We don't care. Do not, we I, don't care. We don't care. Okay. We so, don't care. <laughs> they harassed a woman. They, I mean, it's just so embarrassing. Everybody listening knows what the fuck happened. Beehive, you gotta chill. You gotta chill. Like, I understand. I, too, am uneasy because I was expecting an album or a concert. My God. I, I get it. But we have to do something else with our energy, you guys. Because we look stupid. We, we look really stupid right now. This is one of the worst things that we've done. Beyonce is not going to talk to us. She's not going to offer us anything. If you guys... I'm not going to get no pictures. Nothing. Because you've, we've embarrassed her. Yep. And, and now... She had me. to apologize they to that fight. That quiet lady. Exactly. You know, Beyonce prefers to remain unbothered. But when you guys get a little feisty and embarrass her in front of her friends, because I'm sure this woman, that woman is wealthy too, because she was the wife of the owner of the Golden yes. State. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't really give a fuck about any of this. I just ask these bitches if they want some soda. Right. That's um. It. Yeah. You guys, we can't involve ourselves in Beyonce's affairs. We cannot do it. It is not our business. We don't it just, it's above our pay grade what happens to her in her day-to-day life. We have to chill. We have to fucking chill. Like, remember, who else did they go on? Just um, now, Dion Warwick. What are you talking about? You didn't hear about how the Beehive went on Auntie Dion? No. What are you oh, talking okay. about? So, um, Auntie, somebody, she was doing an interview with somebody for like a paper, a magazine or something. And they asked about icon status and who she believes has it. And she just said, you know, she feels like to be called icon, it takes a lot of years, basically like three decades and a certain number of hits or whatever. You know, she she said these things. And so then I believe the interviewer just wanted to be messy. So they asked about Beyonce. Uh Uh-huh. And Auntie Dion says she doesn't think that she's an icon yet. She says okay. that she sees the potential, but as of right now, she wouldn't call her an icon. Okay. And your brethren in the Beehive. I'm went- not in the Beehive. I'm a fan. Okay. All right. If this is what you insist on today, I do. Um, your people, whether you want to claim them or not, your people said um, that Auntie Dion had to get it. So they just swarmed her. Um, now, I don't, I don't think that she was right in her comments, but she also did not deserve all of that mess. But you know, your people don't know how to act is the bottom line. You should have, you should, you should have a meeting and let them know how to um, stand in line. You should fuck off. Okay. Um, 
I think uh, we should move forward. Speaking of Beyonce, you're Queen Kelly. <laughs> How do you feel about that? How do you feel about her um, demonstration of self-awareness? I mean, she's <laughs> telling the truth. Yeah. It, I'm sure it's not comfortable. I'm sure it hurts her feelings. I'm sure it's been a point of contention within herself, but she didn't lie. It's not a, not a false statement. Right, right. Yeah. Do you think that she would have um, soared higher if she was on her own than being a part of um, being affiliated with Beyonce? I don't know. You think we that's, would still be hearing from her? I I think I, that's I think that's really hard to say because they really did they did this group thing together and they grew it together. So even though there was a number order in the group. I don't know that the group would have been the same without Kelly. Like Beyonce needed her Kelly. And I don't know what else she could have done to have a more thriving career. You don't agree. Do you, you think, think anybody you think anybody could have been in Kelly's place? I am not, um, I love Kelly, but I'm not going to fight you if you say something that's anti-Kelly. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Kelly. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Your face doesn't say I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I think Kelly is great. I do wonder if Kelly would be like a Sherry Dennis or something. Um, had she come out on her own. I think she brings a lot to the table, but I do not think that she has had the production behind her to really make her stand out as an artist. Like she could be like Solange and pick a lane and kill it, but trying to kill it in R&B is like, it's too close to Beyonce being in pop. Um, and you know how Michelle went and did gospel. I was asking Sarita earlier, do you, do you believe that the reason sh uh, Michelle struggles so much with depression is because of her position as number three, regardless of what she does? She doesn't have an individual identity because of her affiliation with uh, being the third best Destiny's Child person? Um, maybe, but <clears throat> I think the best thing she could have done, like you just said, was go into gospel. That is where she shines. And even on their songs, when they're talking about God, that's when her voice sounds the best. So with her coming into the group after the, the original group broke up and then they had, um, you know, like that fourth member. Farah, yes, yes. <clears throat> With her coming into the group after the group was already established, she knew what it was. Yeah. So, so maybe, I don't feel I don't right. feel I don't feel like she went in there with any false pretenses, under any false pretenses. You know? She knew what it was. But I think that she knows what her lane is and she's doing what she can. Mm-hmm. Okay. I always felt like they were kind of forced into those lanes. Like, okay, y'all are breaking up but we're not going to leave y'all in the dust. You're going to be in the R&B and you're going to be in gospel. Beyonce's going to be in pop. 
and we're going to manage all of your careers and Beyonce videos and producers. I think that might be true for Kelly. I don't think that's true for Michelle. Michelle was never comfortable in that group. Mm-hmm. She always looked a little bit off. She looked like she was forced in the group. I think that um, the group might have been able to make another album, honestly, if Michelle had a little bit more secular in her. <laughs> she doesn't have it. <sighs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> the defense rests. No. No. No, I think that she, well, I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. I just always had this feeling like they put them in boxes to kind of manage all of the, the rumors about everything being a setup for Beyonce to go solo. I mean, but it absolutely and was. You, and you, but yeah, who was like, surprised about that? Like, okay. Nobody, but I'm just saying they were put in these boxes where it's like, okay, we're going to give you this box, your gospel, your R&B. We're going to give you an album and see what happens with that. This is what you say in your interviews. This is what you say your interests are and all of that because we are ready to position this person um, to really be the new Michael Jackson, um, which, which she is. And I am so uncomfortable with my level of knowledge about what transpired from 2000, from 1999 to 2000 now, with Destiny's Child and Beyonce. <laughs> Are you uncomfortable about it? I am very That's your sister. You're supposed to know. I'm remembering like interviews and all kinds of shit. And I'm just like, bitch, why do you know that? You need to remember more important things in your actual life. No, girl, that's your sister. You're supposed to know. You fuck off. Um, <laughs> what's going on on the shy? <laughs> the shy. Honestly, I can't watch the shy now without thinking about what they're going to do, knowing that Brandon is not going to be on the next uh, season. Yeah. Every episode, I'm just like, well, what are they going to do? <laughs> how okay. does this end? How do, do, how do we go forward? So he's still alive on the show now? Yes. I'm a little bit behind. Okay. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a good show. And I see, it just looks like tragedy is coming his way. Mm-hmm. It looks like things are not going the way that he wanted them to, no matter how hard, how, how hard he tries. Yeah, wasn't Good Times filmed in Chicago? Wasn't it set in Chicago? Please help me understand what the relation is. <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. I thought you honestly would know, but... Uh, basically, it's hard to be alive in Chicago and have a thriving <laughs> life and career. It's not meant for Black people to succeed in Chicago. It's very difficult there. That's all. Did you... It just seems like everybody is doomed or the shy, just like they were doomed on good times. Like you could never really like thrive. It was always like, oh, nope, something's going to keep us right here where we are. What else? You're done with me for that. What else? <laughs> yep, I'm right. Okay, so 
Wendy Williams is dating and her son punched her his father. <laughs> I'm so glad he punched him. Did you see that? There's a video? No, it was a link inside of what Serena sent in the rundown where like she's dating and all of that. But I'm asking you about the punch. Is there a video for the punch? I don't know, bitch. I just read an article about it. You know, I don't click on videos. Like what? Well, you said, did you see that? So I thought you were asking me if I saw the child punch his father. No, I'm sorry. I meant, did you see that it happened? I'm sorry. You want to fight me? I, I do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I wish Sherelle was here. You know, you're transitioning into that stage. Congratulations. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. Listen, y'all did not respond to me, but Meredith Grey on a plane again? We don't care. Watch the series. Enjoy it. You don't have to bring us along with you. I don't? Sarita, you enjoy my recaps, right? Did we ask you? They're cute. I think it's cute. I thought you were um, following along with me. <laughs> It's, um, it's nice to it's nice to to go back to flashback, but also remember we lived this like seven years ago. So, Serena, I'm gonna start a thread without Wumi. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. We're on those terms. Cheers. But no, when that when that plane was in that thunderstorm, I was like, oh no, <laughs> just breathe, Meredith. Just breathe. It was crazy. All of, all of the bad things happened to only those people in the hospital. <laughs> only those sexy, smart people that are only dating each other. That's it. Everything happens to them. <laughs> and people who happen to be close. People who have the misfortune of being next to them in line. I, You guys, I gotta be transparent. I am not rooting for Ben Warren and Miranda Bailey's marriage. It bothers me how she treats him. He's trying to find himself. He doesn't know who he is. I just feel like they don't match. They Physically. Don't. Oh. I have I have another problem with another couple that Danita hasn't come across yet. So once, once you watch a little more, then I'll I'll express it. Till this they're they're still together till this day, and it still annoys me. Is it Avery and is it Agnes? is it is it camping trip? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I hate it. I hate them. I'm like, I'm like, I mean, maybe physically, but that's it. What are we doing here? I'm just annoyed. Mm -hmm. I'm just annoyed. Yeah. Every time. And you know, she just got married in real life. Did she? Yeah, she married. I think he's a producer on the show, actually. He's adorable. Girl, just keep watching your shows. Keep Look at Danita's weight. Look at her face. So, you're so close. You're so Bitch, close. My mind is going fucking crazy, okay? <laughs> oh, my God. I love this show so much. But, bitch, I always forget that Meredith has kids. Like, she is always with her friends. And, and you know, working. Yes. Just, and I'm, I'm like, like oh. who, is wa- who is watching the kids while you have these overnight shifts? 
and um, you know these super long surgeries. Where are your children? Yeah, where are they? Where are they? I don't understand. Why did you? And how are all of y'all on the same shift all the time? watching it back to back these are the questions i'm always thinking about i am always thinking about so wait so we're all arriving together and leaving together again all the time okay 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 you know (laughs) vacations together and everything and i think i you know you might have seen i said it on facebook but i really have had a change of heart with karev after his father died, I think he needed that experience so he could grow. I love him so much now. I was He's waiting for good. you to, to leave, to get out of that I hate Karev stage. Because he was so irritating. You may have forgotten just how nasty and rude he was for no fucking reason. But watching that shit back to back, I was like, we need some growth. We need some character development here. He's really irritating me. And I know that he's married to a black woman in real life. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they have like five or six kids. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Side yeah. note, I read an article and it was about all of the actresses and actors who have been blackballed in Hollywood for whatever reason. And Izzy Stevens was on that list. Oh, yeah. And she, it, so apparently she was not only a diva that was difficult to work with, she questioned scripts and writing and the writers, but her mom is her manager and she's also a nightmare. Ah, uh, so, so she learned it. She, she got it. Yeah. Honest. Yeah. I read that. I did a deep dive on Izzy Stevens a couple weeks ago because I just could not, I couldn't deal with her. Yeah. I couldn't deal with her. And I remember I think, seeing the blind items, how like people definitely hated her, but I didn't really know why. I think she got that movie and thought that she was high shit. And I don't know why her movies aren't like the best. They're like cute little rom-coms, but they're not stellar. Yeah, you know, Knocked Up was good, but she was talking shit about Knocked Up too. Do y'all yeah, remember she that? Was. Yeah, I remember that. She said it was dumb or something. <laughs> After she did the movie? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Catherine Michael was really feeling herself. Aren't you still getting checks from that movie? You gonna call it dumb? Right. Oh, come and on. We did not get knocked up too. Knocked up again. We did not get it. Mm-mm. Knocked up again. Knocked up again. <laughs> but yeah, and so, and they just replaced her. I love Shonda's like subtle. This is the Grey's Anatomy podcast. I love <laughs> Shonda's subtle ways of saying you are replaceable. Izzy Stevens was replaceable in terms of um, brunette Izzy. Oh God, Joe Wilson. Okay, a pretty big boobed. I had a rough background. White girl for Karev to love, just like Izzy. Um, Riggs came on with dark hair and blue eyes after we lost Derek Shepard and Will Thorpe. Remember how fine Will Thorpe was? Do y'all remember him? The one that she uh, she slept with and she freaked out and kicked him out of the house in the middle of the night. Who slept with him? Meredith, sorry. She was the first guy that he was the first guy she had sex with after Derek died. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. He was more beautiful than Derek. Who replaced Isaiah Washington? 
Jesse Williams. Mm, okay. Later. And I do love Jesse Williams on the show. It took, it took a second for him to grow on me. But, bitch, I don't know if y'all gave him his awards for that uh, Black Lives Matter episode, but I, I watched it today. Even Al had to pause. Um, and I, I know that episode was a big deal. It had to been a big deal when it came out because it was like uh, Miranda and Warren, uh, Ben Warren uh, talking to Tuck about how to not get killed by police and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And bitch, Jesse Williams, Avery was like, you need to change your protocol. It's <laughs> Oh, that, child, <laughs> that child is dead. He's dead and he's not the only one. And remember he was talking about what happened to him? He's like, yeah, I had speakers and I was walking down the street in my rich neighborhood and the police did this, this, and this to me. And April Kepner was like, I didn't know that happened to you. And he was like, yeah, it never comes up until it comes up. <laughs> oh All right, Avery, you're very black. Got oh it. Oh my God. Got it. <laughs> So when I saw how serious he was, like he took that role very seriously. Like his little eyes lit up and shit. He's like, I'm very angry. I don't want to fuck around with police on this episode. This is where I stand. Yeah, so good for him. I'm so sorry I took us back down Grey's Anatomy. This is almost over, you guys. Um, <laughs> you want to close out? Um. Okay. Is there any, there was nothing else that you wanted to talk about? Um, not personally. I think we talked a lot. We, we did a whole lot on the entrepreneur end this week, but we might do it again next week. We're, we are figuring this out. You guys, we, we just want to share content that's relevant. We can literally shoot the shit for hours. Um, but we're trying to package this in a way that's also helpful. Um, for those who are looking to be full-time entrepreneurs or figure out how to juggle it with um, nine to fives and shit like that. So that's or maybe just about. pass it on to, because you may not be an entrepreneur, but you may know one. And so maybe we say something, we have a struggle or we have um, a highlight that you could share with someone that you know and make and it a, also, a little bit easier for them. Amen. Listen to our perspectives just to have a little more compassion for your entrepreneurial entrepreneur. Friend. I'm sorry, I'm really and drunk. small I'm businesses almost, as a whole. I'm almost done with this ball of champagne. Look at this. <laughs> I bitch, I woke up trying to finish off the tequila. This is a hell of a vacation, but um, yeah, your friends that are entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs that you support, we want to offer the perspective, the behind the scenes perspective. I can't speak for Boomi. I will speak for me. I get spoken to crazy at least twice a week. Um, but what I will offer is that there's always a method behind the madness and there is always room for growth. So I want to offer, I want to offer a request for compassion toward those who are providing you a service. Now, there's some people who are trash. I totally get that. I totally, totally get that. Um, but there are others who are working really hard to iron out the kinks and figure out how to improve and manage the growth. Sometimes things grow faster than we can even keep up with. Like you may remember 
earlier in the podcast, Wumi talked about how she took that on as a failure. Like she failed the customer by losing track of the shipping information, whatever the fuck she said, y'all remember. Um, but entrepreneurs do take these things seriously. We want you to have a positive experience. We don't like when we fuck up, um, but we do our best to learn from these experiences. So as we go forward with this podcast, we're going to be um, having little segments where we interview other small business owners, um, some larger than us, some smaller than us, like, you know, various phases in the journey so that we can offer even more perspective on uh, what this shit is really like. And we're also going to curse. So, um, and drink obvious. yes yes but yes so that's it. do you have anything you want to add to that you know I, I like to tie a bow around shit no ma'am I don't have anything else I caught your ma'am okay <laughs> alright well um, cheers everyone look I say cheers now <laughs> oh you say cheers but do you do, but do, you do cheers <laughs> you are so petty did I bring our inside jokes to the public thank you says the person who brought the inside joke to the public. Good night, everyone. Thank you, Sarita. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.